Hello there, I'm Brandon Julian, the host of the Update Podcast, and hopefully you're enjoying your weekend. We have been banished from new episodes until Monday, but much like celebrity Jeff hoaxes, we will be popping up intermittently until then. While you can still hear new episodes of the Update every weekday, on weekends we will be looking into our archives from the past three years. In the past three years, we've covered a lot, both good and bad. Now, I don't want anybody to panic, because uh, while I might sound a little bit differently in our archived episodes, just with really better microphone quality and occasional co-hosts, know that we'll be back to new episodes on Monday. So again, enjoy the rest of your weekend. (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have any more of your weekend. (laughs) We'll see you on Monday, and in the words of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hoping that your news is good news, I thank you very much for joining me. Enjoy our archived episodes all weekend. Good luck. Be safe. Please be well, take care of each other, and we'll see you back here for a new episode of The Update on Monday. You're listening to The Update with Brandon Julian on New York's only EDM station. This is 90.3 WKRB, Kingsborough Community College, Brooklyn, New York. Good afternoon. On the update this Wednesday, developing news leads off. More than 200 dogs were rescued from what authorities are calling a massive hoarding situation on a property in New Jersey. We'll have the latest details. In the deadly helicopter crash in Midtown, the pilot was in thick fog and rain, and he radioed that he was lost and trying to get back to a heliport, but he couldn't find it. In Albany, legislative leaders there have announced the new deal on tenant protections for millions of New York City apartment dwellers. In the Subway series, let's just call it a draw, Pete Alonzo at a three-run homer in the first inning off an ineffective James Paxton. J.D. Davis and Carlos Gomez also went deep, and the Mets beat the Yankees for a split of their day-night doubleheader after the Yankees overcame a three-run deficit to win the opener. In Washington, comedian Jon Stewart had scathing criticism for Congress for failing to ensure that the victims' compensation fund set up after the 9-11 attacks never runs out of money. And Father's Day is almost here, and if you're looking for a good gift, maybe cut the dad in your life a bit of a break. There's a new study that shows that over half of all dads say they are being told that they are parenting wrong. This is the update Wednesday, June the 12th, 2019. From WKRB's World Headquarters in New York, this is the update with Brandon Julian. And good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the update on a Wednesday afternoon. It's a little bit cloudy, but the sunshine has been out. We're going to have another beautiful day on tap, just like yesterday afternoon. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for joining us. We have a lot of news to get to this afternoon. We will begin with a developing story in New Jersey. More than 200 dogs were rescued from what authorities are calling a massive hoarding situation on a property. Uh, According to WABC, the Monmouth County SPCA and St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center were called to a home at an undisclosed location in Hunterdon County around 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Authorities say the animals were living in squalor and it seemingly had limited human contact in minimal to no veterinary care. It's unclear if any charges would be filed against the property owner. Animal officials are now asking for public donations and support to get the dogs vaccinated dewormed and microchipped, along with any other additional medical care they'll need in the future, including spay and neuter surgeries. 
They say some of the dogs are also pregnant and have masses and infections. As for shelter items that are needed, the dogs are in need of blankets, towels, sheets, dog toys, paper towels, cleaning supplies, and dog food slash treats. The dogs aren't immediately up for adoption, and there's no timetable currently for when they will be available to forever homes. But officials are reminding the public that they have plenty of dogs and cats waiting patiently at shelters for you to adopt. We'll give you any new details that come out of this developing story when we recap our top story at 1230 this afternoon. WKRB News Time is now 12.02. Our other top local story this afternoon is the continuing developments in the helicopter crash. We're learning now that the pilot that was killed when his helicopter hit a skyscraper in the thick fog and rain had radioed that he was lost and trying to get back to a heliport, but he couldn't find it. That's according to an official who was briefed on the investigation. The person, however, wasn't authorized to discuss the radio calls publicly because of the ongoing federal safety investigation, and he spoke to the Associated Press on the condition of anonymity. Videos that were taken by a bystander and posted on social media showed the helicopter pausing and hovering south of the heliport, then turning and making an erratic flight back north through the clouds. The pilot was alone and was the only person killed in Monday's crash. Authorities haven't determined, though, why the pilot tried to return to the ground what caused him to stray over Midtown Manhattan? On to some of the other news of this Wednesday. In the family of a transgender woman who died in a local city jail says that she had a seizure disorder and other health problems and was hospitalized for weeks before her death. A jail officer found 27-year-old Leilene Polanco unresponsive in her Rikers Island jail cell on Friday. The medical examiner has yet to determine a cause of death, but has said that no trauma was involved. David Shannes, an attorney representing Polanco's mother and sister, says that jail officials were aware of Polanco's health problems. He says that she should have never been left alone in a cell. Polanco's death has now attracted attention from prisoner advocates. She had been in custody since mid-April, unable to post $500 bail after an assault arrest. Correctional Health Services, which provides medical care to inmates, declined comment, citing patient privacy. WKRB News Time is now 12.04. There are two new health organizations. They've now sued the federal government to stop a new policy creating obstacles for women who are seeking abortions. The National Family Planning and Reproductive Health Association and Public Health Solutions Incorporated sued the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services in Manhattan Federal Court yesterday. The lawsuit adds the organizations to other women's groups, organizations, and multiple states seeking to reverse the rule that was announced in February. In the lawsuit, the groups called the rule, quote, arbitrary, capricious, and an abuse of discretion. Another lawsuit was filed last month in Manhattan by nearly two dozen states and municipalities. Both lawsuits are opposing the rule which lets health care clinicians object to providing abortions and other services that conflict with their moral or religious beliefs. Meanwhile, this afternoon, the wife of the artist Peter Max has died in a suspected suicide amid an ongoing family fight over her husband's work. The NYPD say that Mary Max was found dead on Sunday in her apartment. She was only 52 years old. Her attorney, John Markham, says in the hours before she died, Max left a lengthy voicemail with a friend in London saying last goodbyes to loved ones. 
The New York Times recently published a story detailing the legal battles over the work of Peter Max, a prolific creator of art now living with dementia at the age of 81. Some family members claim that Peter Max was being mistreated and asked to sign his name on work created by others. Mary Max also was accused of being abusive toward her husband, allegations that she later denied. WKRB News Time is now 12.07. To the state capitol in Albany we go now where legislative leaders have now announced a deal on new tenant protections for millions of New York City apartment dwellers. Senate Majority Leader Andrea Stewart-Cousins and Assembly Speaker Carl Hasty released a statement last night saying that their chambers' Democratic majorities would pass, quote, historic changes. Those include restrictions on rental increases and rent-stabilized units, and authorizing cities throughout the state to create their own rent rules. The agreement is expected to get a vote this week. Governor Cuomo urged lawmakers yesterday to act quickly. The state law, of course, governing rent control and rent stabilization rules protecting tenants in older multi-unit apartment buildings in and around New York City, is set to expire on Saturday. The rules control how much the landlord may raise the rent and also restrict evictions. Also in the state capitol, there also has been legislation that's passed the assembly that would prohibit companies from charging different prices for similar men's and women's products. The measure that's been sponsored by Democratic Assemblywoman Neely Rosick of Queens is intended to address price disparities between men's and women's products that are essentially the same, such as shampoo, shaving cream, or razors. A study by officials here in the city found that women's prices are 7% higher than the prices for similar men's products. Rosick calls this price differential a form of industrialized discrimination. The bill now goes to the Senate for consideration after passing the Assembly yesterday. WKRB News Time is now 12.09. And finally this afternoon, across the river in West Orange, New Jersey, family and friends mourned a West Point cadet that was killed in a training accident as an inspiration to all. They gathered last night in a gymnasium at West Orange High School to remember 22-year-old Christopher Morgan. A single light shined on a wrestling mat where Morgan's shoes and headgear were placed. The law and legal studies major in the class of 2020 was a recruited athlete. Bridge General Jamal Beal told the 1,000 mourners that Morgan was a bright light to everyone around. Morgan's younger brother, Colin, will soon enter at West Point. He said, quote, I'll finish what you started. West Point officials have said that Morgan died last week when a tactical vehicle carrying cadets overturned in wooden terrain. Nineteen cadets and two soldiers who were operating the vehicle sustained non-life-threatening injuries. WKRB News Time now 1210. We still have a lot more to cover on the update this Wednesday afternoon. It's a bit cloudy, but the sun is peeking out in some areas. It should be still a good afternoon on tap. And there's the usual midday planned work on the subways. Your traffic and weather together is coming up next. And then we're going to talk some sports this afternoon, including how the Mets and the Yankees in the first round of the subway series basically called it a draw as they both split the day-night doubleheader. That's all coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, another hump day in the month of June. Here on 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB.
Everybody buckle up. Buckle up. Buck buckle up. Buckle up. Every 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 everybody buckle up. Buck buckle up. Buck buckle up. Everybody, buckle up. Let's go. Buckle up. Can we go to the store? Can we get some ice cream? Buckle up. Everybody, buckle up. Everybody, buckle up. A lot goes on in the car, but remember, you're in control. Stand firm. Only move when you hear the click that says they're buckled in. Never give up until they buckle up. Learn more at safercar.gov slash kidsbuckleup. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Of all the radio stations in New York, we just happen to be one of them. This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for Traffic and Weather Together. WKRB News Time now going on 1213. Let's get you started with a check of the subways if you're heading out. Uh, your 456LNQR and W trains and the Staten Island Railway, they have midday planned work on them. Uh, for more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the My MTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them, they are running on or close to schedule. Let's go over to the roadways if you ever so happen to be driving. Uh, we're going to start in uh, eastern Queens, the Jackie Robinson Parkway westbound. Uh, there's road construction between Exit 6 at Metropolitan Avenue and the Union Turnpike over at Exit 5. You're backed up to the Kew Gardens Interchange. There's 30 minutes worth of stop traffic right now. So, you know, try to find your alternate routes to get around this mess. Speaking of messes, the Grand Central Parkway westbound has another accident blocking the right lane. Over at LaGuardia Airport, Exit 6 and 7, you're backed up over to City Field. Stop and go traffic there delays only about 10 minutes. And as we head toward the George Washington Bridge on the upper level, there's another accident that's been cleared. As you head toward the Jersey side, delays start, doesn't really clear, start until you get uh, toward exit 6A toward the Bruckner Expressway. Uh, <laughs> alternate side parking and meter rules, they are in effect today and garbage and recycling is on schedule. <clears throat> Let's take a first look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. You've been outside so far today. You know that we had lots of sunshine to start, uh, but the clouds are starting to make their way in, and it's not exactly going to get better as we head into tomorrow. Uh, for this afternoon, we should have mostly sunny skies, highs around 75. And then for tonight, we'll have rain, mainly in the morning as we head toward daybreak. Otherwise, mostly cloudy lows around 60. Any rain that falls be between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Currently outside right now, 70 degrees, partly sunny. Humidity at 42%. The winds are to the north at 5 miles per hour. 70 degrees. We're going up to around 75 this afternoon. WKRB News Time is now 1215. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So, after the rain out uh, last night, uh, well, I should say Tuesday night, the Mets and Yankees, they had to play a day-night doubleheader, and it came out as a draw. They both split. Uh, Pete Alonzo had a three-run homer in the first inning off an ineffective James Paxton. J.D. Davis and Carlos Gomez also went deep, and the Mets beat the Yankees 10-4 for a split of the day-night doubleheader. Uh, Jason Vargas wasn't sharp in the beginning, but got stronger as the night went on, uh, helping the Mets to only their fifth win in their last 23 road games. Uh, in the opener, Luke Voigt hit a tie-breaking three-run homer off Zach Wheeler as the Yankees overcame a three-run deficit to win the opener. 12 to 5. 
Let's talk a little football right now. We'll go to Jets Camp and Jets Camp in Florham Park. Uh, Jets GM, the new one, Joe Douglas, says that there's a sense of urgency to help the franchise win because of having second-year quarterback Sam Darnold on the roster. Douglas was introduced during a news conference at the team facility after being hired as GM last Friday night. Uh, Douglas says that he's a relentless worker and someone who understands a winning culture. Jets owner Christopher Johnson says he believes the team now has the right people in charge of its football operations. We'll see how it plays out during, of course, during the regular season. Uh, Finally, this afternoon, down in East Rutherford, New Jersey, at Giants camp, when the Giants report to training camp next month, Two-time Super Bowl MVP Eli Manning is going to be the number one quarterback for Coach Pat Shermer. Shermer reiterated his support for the 38-year-old veteran, adding heir apparent Daniel Jones, the number six overall pick in the recent draft, is getting ready to play in the regular season opener at Dallas against the Cowboys. In terms of today's action, uh, all the local teams are off tonight. So if you want to go clear out the DVR, maybe watch some movies on demand, not a bad bad night to do it. Who knows? I might even catch up on that uh, that premiere of Press Your Luck that aired on ABC the other night. I don't know how that show is still on the air. (laughs) WKRB News Time now, 1218. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it's time to talk about our weirder but true stories. We'll tell you how a driver was arrested after a f- there was a phony license on his rig. And we'll also tell you about how more than 30 animals, uh, they were seized from a home last week after another animal escaped. And then, of course, we'll also talk about what happened on this day in history that's coming up in uh, just one minute. This is the update with Brandon Julian on a Wednesday afternoon, another hump day in the month of June. Here at 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. Most of my family, they never graduated high school, so I'm trying to break that barrier. My daughter, Brooklyn, was also a motivation for me to go back to school. Every day after work, went straight to school, and it paid off. At age 26, Kareem finished his high school diploma. I could not have done it alone. I see the future is really bright for me. No one gets a diploma alone. If you're thinking of finishing your high school diploma, you have help. Find free adult education classes near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by the Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. Why was the basketball court all wet? Because the players kept dribbling on it. (laughs) The dad joke. Corny, groan-worthy, but also one of the simplest ways to share a moment with your kids. What did the buffalo say when he dropped his son off for school? Bye, son. (laughs) So take a moment to make your kid laugh, because dad jokes rule. Make your kid laugh today. Go to fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Paging common sense, paging common sense. Is there any common sense left in the room? This is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Welcome back to the update with Brandon Julian. Wednesday afternoon here on 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online, WKRB.org. It might be a little cloudy in certain areas, but the sun is definitely out. Uh, It's definitely going to be one of the warmest days of the year. Uh, The first day of summer, for anybody who's bothering to count, (laughs) is uh, next Friday, June the 21st. Uh, But we're going through a little bit of a speed bump back into the inconsistent, uh, you know, the rainy weather period. We're going to have details in our exclusive WKRB forecast coming up uh, in our next half hour. Uh, our WKRB news time right now, however, is 1221. Uh, let's talk about the weird but true stories we have this Wednesday. 
Uh, we will begin out west in Moore Park, California. There was a big rig truck driver. He's now been arrested after authorities spotted a phony license plate on his rig. How could they tell, may you ask? Well, the Ventura County Sheriff's Department says the 1960s-style yellow-on-black plate had wobbly letters and numbers. Also, instead of California, it read Califas. The The department said on Monday that uh, a motorcycle officer spotted the plate and pulled the driver over in the city of Moore Park, which is northwest of Los Angeles. The driver was arrested on suspicion of driving under the influence of drugs, possessing methamphetamine, being an unlicensed driver, and on top of it all, having an active arrest warrant. The tractor trailer was towed away because authorities say it was unsafe. I think this is one of the few reasons why I might not drive, you know, apart from nobody else on the road ever seems to know how to drive. I don't know. I don't know. I guess it's all left up to history. (laughs) Anyway. (laughs) Anyway, finally, (laughs) this afternoon... Finally this afternoon, let's head back east to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Authorities there have seized more than 30 animals, many of them exotic, from a Pittsburgh home where a five-foot-long alligator escaped last week. Among the 32 animals that were removed yesterday were three more alligators, including one with a neck injury, three snakes, including Burmese pythons, a lizard, and some iguanas. Multiple dead animals were also discovered in the home. Uh, authorities say they found many of the animals living in poor conditions when they, warned, when they went to Mark McGowan's home on Monday to conduct a well-being check. Police and animal control officers, along with a reptile expert, returned to the home yesterday afternoon with a search warrant. Animals that were being properly cared for were allowed to remain in the home. They included venomous snakes, poisonous toads, pythons, and tarantulas. My only hope is that this guy who has all these animals in his home is well trained and hopefully does not get bitten by a by a venomous snake or a poison toad. <laughs> It's LDKRB News Time, now 1224. Let's talk about what happened on this day in history for this June the 12th. Uh, the highlight of this day came in 2016 when an American born Muslim opened fire at the Pulse nightclub, a gay establishment in Orlando, Florida, leaving 49 people dead and leaving 53 wounded before being shot dead by police. In 1665, England installed a municipal government in New York, formerly the Dutch settlement of New Amsterdam, and appointed its first mayor, Thomas Willett. In 1776, Virginia's colonial legislature adopted a Declaration of Rights. In 1939, the National Baseball Hall of Fame and Museum was dedicated dedicated in Cooperstown, New York. In 1942, Anne Frank, a German-born Jewish girl living in Amsterdam, received a diary for her 13th birthday, less than a month before she and her family went into hiding from the Nazis. In 1963, civil rights leader Medgar Evers, age 37, was shot and killed outside of his home in Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, In 1994, Byron de la Beckwith was convicted of murdering Evers and sentenced to life in prison. He died in 2001. That's why here in the CUNY system, we have the name Medgar Evers College. In 1964, South African black nationalist Nelson Mandela was sentenced to life in prison, along with seven other people, including Walter Sislu, for committing sabotage against the apartheid regime. 
all were eventually released, including Mandela in 1990. In 1967, the U.S. Supreme Court in Loving v. Virginia unanimously struck down state laws prohibiting interracial marriages. In 1978, David Berkowitz was sentenced to 25 years to life in prison for each of the six Son of Sam 44 caliber killings that terrified New Yorkers. In 1981, Major League Baseball players began a 49-day strike over the issue of free agent compensation. Uh, The season did not resume until August 10th. Also, Raiders of the Lost Ark, directed by Steven Spielberg and starring Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones, was first released. In 1987, President Ronald Reagan, during a visit to the divided German city of Berlin, exhorted Soviet leader Mikhail Gorbachev to, quote, tear down this wall. In 1994, Nicole Brown Simpson and Ronald Goldman were slashed to death outside of her Los Angeles home. Uh, O.J. Simpson, of course, was later acquitted of the killings in a criminal trial, but was eventually held liable in a civil action. Also, Boeing's new 777 jetliner went on its first test flight. And in 2004, former President Ronald Reagan's body was sealed inside a tomb at his presidential library in Simi Valley, California, following a week of mourning and remembrance by world leaders and regular Americans. WKRB News Time now 1228. We still have a lot more to cover on the update in our next half hour. We'll give you a recap of our developing story More than 200 dogs rescued from what authorities are calling a massive hoarding situation on a property in New Jersey. We'll give you any new details to come out of the scene. We'll also give you another check of your traffic and water together. We'll go to Wall Street. We'll talk some business news that's happening there. Later on, we'll talk national news, including how comedian Jon Stewart had scathing criticism for Congress for failing to ensure that the victims' compensation funds set up after the 9-11 attacks never runs out of money. And in our honorable mention today, Father's Day, of course, is this upcoming Sunday. And if you're looking for a good gift, maybe cut the dad in your life a little bit of a break. There's a new study that shows over half of all dads say They're being told that they're parenting wrong. It's all coming up in our next half hour. We come back in just one minute. This is the update with Brad and Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. Another hump day in the month of June. You're 90.3 WKRB. News for New Yorkers who never stop moving. You're listening to the update with Brad and Julian on 90.3 WKRB. Hi, this is Carvel Gray, and tune in with me on the Soul Jazz Phenom every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. Travel through the music world. Some call it old school. Others call it classics. You'll hear artists like The Temptations. Donnie Hathaway. Herbie Hancock. In each program, we'll profile an artist like Nina Simone. Much more than this, I did it my way. And Marvin Gaye. So you'll be crazy not to tune in every Sunday from 1 to 3 p.m. right here on 90.3 WKRB and uh, WKRB.org. You're listening to Brooklyn's best rhythmic station, 90.3 WKRB with Brandon Julian. Now, the update continues on 90.3 WKRB. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. And good afternoon again, everyone. Welcome back to the update on a Wednesday afternoon. 
Well, should be a pretty decent afternoon after what we had yesterday. I'm Brandon Julian. Thank you so much for staying with us. Let's get you a recap of our top story. It's a developing story coming out of New Jersey in Hunterdon County. More than 200 dogs were rescued from what authorities are calling a massive hoarding situation on a property. Uh, According to WABC, the Monmouth County SPCA and St. Hubert's Animal Welfare Center were called to a home at an undisclosed location at around 8 o'clock yesterday morning. Authorities say the animals were living in squalor and seemingly had limited human contact and minimal to no veterinary care. It's unclear if any charges would be filed against the property owners. Uh, Animal officials are now asking for public donations and support to get the dogs vaccinated, dewormed, and microchipped, along with any other additional medical care they'll need in the future, including spay and neuter surgeries. They say some of the dogs are pregnant and have masses and infections. Uh, Donations can be made directly through Facebook at the Monmouth County SBCA Facebook page, or you can mail checks to the MC SPCA in Hunterton Hunterton case, the 260 Wall Street, Edentown, New Jersey, uh, the zip code 07724. As for any shelter items, these dogs are in need of blankets, towels, sheets, dog toys, paper towels, cleaning supplies, and dog food or treats. Uh, Donations can be dropped off at the Edenton Shelter, and there's also an Amazon wish list. The dogs themselves are currently not up for adoption. There's also no timetable for when they'll be available for forever homes. But officials are reminding the public that they have plenty of dogs and cats waiting patiently at other shelters. That is our top story on the update this Wednesday. Let's get you around the city this afternoon, whether you're traveling by train or by car. WKRB News Time is now at 1234. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Let's get you started again with a check out of the local subways. Your uh, 456L, NQR, and W trains, and the Staten Island Railway. They have midday planned work on them. Uh, for more in depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the MyMTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on or close to schedule. Uh, Let's go over to the roadways briefly. We'll go in the Bronx this time on the Hutchinson River Parkway southbound. Road construction takes out two two lanes over the the Hutchinson River drawbridge and I-95 over at exit 4. You're blocked up to Boston Road over at exit 7. Uh, you have stopped traffic right now. Delert, delays currently stand at about a half hour. Moving to the George Washington Bridge on the upper level. Uh, earlier accidents been cleared as you head over to the Jersey side. Uh, doesn't really clear up until you get to the other side of the GWB. Going into eastern Queens now on the Jackie Robinson Parkway. Uh, Going westbound, there's road construction between exit 6 of Metropolitan Avenue and uh, Woodhaven Boulevard near the Union Turnpike at exit 5. You have stopped traffic and delays currently up about half an hour, 30 minutes, backing you up toward the Kew Gardens Interchange near the Van Wyck Expressway. Alternate site parking and meter rules, they are in effect today and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Let's take another look right now at our exclusive WKRB forecast. Such is the tale of this summer. We can't even say summer. The first official day of summer is not until next Friday. But such has been the case of this late spring. It's been nice. Uh, It's been nice, but then it's been inconsistent. There's been rain chances. And now we're going to add humidity back into this next inconsistent warm stretch as we go, as we start into the latter part of this week, going into the weekend, 
and even into the start of next week as well. For this afternoon, however, we'll have mostly sunny skies, highs around 75. Tonight we'll have rain likely, uh, mainly towards sunrise, otherwise mostly cloudy, lows around 60. Any rain that falls be between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Tomorrow for your Thursday, we'll have rain in the early morning, then another chance of showers and even a thunderstorm in the afternoon. Also some patchy fog, highs around 70. Any rain that falls will be between a half and three quarters of an inch. Thursday night, we'll have a chance of showers and thunderstorms before midnight, then another chance after midnight, and some patchy fog again, otherwise mostly cloudy, lows around 61. And then on Friday, we'll have mostly sunny skies, highs around 72. Currently outside right now, it is 74 degrees and partly sunny. Humidity at 38%, the winds out of the east-northeast at 7 miles per hour. 74 degrees, we are going up to our high of around 75 this afternoon with mostly sunny skies expected. WKRB News Time now, 1237. Uh, let's talk some business news on this Wednesday. The major indexes were little change in early morning trading as gains for healthcare stocks were offset by weakness in energy companies. The energy sector, as a matter of fact, was broadly lower. The benchmark U.S. crude oil sank 2%, just over $52 a barrel. It was trading at $59 a barrel two weeks ago. Traders are thinking the demand for oil may wane at the same time that supplies are high. Technology stocks also fell. Taking a look at the numbers right now, the Dow Jones Industrial Average is down 39 points to 26,008. The S&P 500 is down 7 points. And the NASDAQ is down 33 points. In Washington, consumer prices increased the slight 0.1% in May as inflation was tempered by lower costs for gasoline, electricity, and used cars. The Labor Department said its consumer price index rose 1.8% during the past year. Excluding the volatile food and energy categories, core prices rose 0.1% in May and was up 2% from a year ago. And finally this afternoon in Dearborn, Michigan, there's another car recall to tell you about. Ford is recalling over 1.3 million vehicles, mainly in North America, to fix rear suspension and transmission control software problems. The largest recall covers 1.2 million Explorer SUVs from 2011 through 2017. Ford says a rear suspension totaling can break if the suspension moves a lot, which can limit steering control. Ford is also recalling 123,000 2013 F-150 pickups for a second time to stop transmissions from unintentionally downshifting into the first gear. WKRB News Time now, 1240. When we come back on the update this afternoon, it'll be time to talk national news, including how comedian John Stewart had scathing criticism for Congress for them failing to ensure the 9-11 Victims' Compensation Fund never runs out of money. But we'll lead off next with the president asserting executive privilege over some documents related to a question, a new question, going on the 2020 census. It's all coming up in just one minute. This is the update with Brandy Julian on a Wednesday afternoon. Another hump day in the month of June here at 90.3 WKRB. Keep it tuned in to WKRB. The update returns in a moment. No word in the English language is less convincing than probably. Are you sure we should get matching tattoos on our first date? Sure. Um, we'll probably stay together. Probably? 
It's been 23 minutes since I ate. I can probably swim. Uh, you should wait 30 minutes. Mm, okay, now tell me what to do. Cannonball! Cramp! Oh, I have a cramp. I can probably hit the green from here. Probably. Can I get a mulligan? Ready to go? Hey, are you sure you're okay to drive? Yeah, I'm pretty sober. Yeah, I'm probably okay. Probably okay isn't okay, especially when it comes to drinking and driving. If you're drinking, call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Listen to us on Mixcloud to learn more about the stories that matter to you. And did you miss out on any episode of The Update? Listen to us anytime at Mixcloud.com slash the WKRB update. Welcome back to The Update of Brandon Julian here on 90.3 WKRB. We are also streaming online on WKRB.org. Our WKRB news time is now 1242. It is time to talk some national news on this Wednesday. And we begin this afternoon in Washington, where President Trump is now asserting executive privilege over some documents related to the Trump administration's decision to add a citizenship question to the 2020 census. The Justice Department notified the chairman of the House Oversight Committee of the decision in a letter today. The committee is said to vote on whether to hold Attorney General William Barr and Commerce Secretary Wilbur Ross in contempt for failing to turn over the subpoenaed documents. Barr says that the president has made a, quote, protective assertion of executive privilege, so the administration can fully review all of the documents. But Democrats fear that the question will reduce census participation in immigrant-heavy communities, harboring representation and access to federal dollars. Republicans, meanwhile, have criticized the hearings as a waste of time and have called for the Democrats to move on. In other news this afternoon, House Intelligence Committee Chairman Adam Schiff says that his panel, quote, is determined to find out more about Russian interference in the 2016 election and whether the U.S. is still vulnerable. The California Democrat is open to hearing on contacts between the Trump 2016 presidential campaign and Russia in an effort to keep public focus on special counsel Robert Mueller's report. Uh, Mueller did not find a criminal conspiracy, but did detail a series of interactions and outreach between the campaign and Russia. Schiff says the report didn't find that there was no collusion, just that there was no evidence of a crime. The top Republican on the panel, meanwhile, California Representative Devin Nunes, says today's hearing is part of, quote, endless hysteria by Democrats in the media and calls Mueller's report, quote, a shoddy political hit piece. President Trump has called, of course, Mueller's investigation a witch hunt. W. Caribbean News Time is now 1245. In the 2020 presidential race, Democrat Kamala Harris says that if she's elected president, her Justice Department, quote, would have no choice but to pursue an obstruction of justice case against President Trump after he leaves office. The California senator and some other Democrats in the 2020 race are stepping up their calls for congressional Democrats to open an impeachment inquiry. Harris told NPR that if Trump isn't impeached and she wins the White House, the Justice Department should pursue an obstruction case based on the findings from special counsel Robert Mueller's investigation. She says, quote, there has to be accountability. Mueller's investigation, of course, in the 2016 election identified 10 instances of possible obstruction of justice by Trump. 
Uh, Mueller said he couldn't conclusively determine Trump had committed a crime or that he hadn't. Meanwhile, down in Durham, North Carolina, the man who's been charged with killing three much-admired Muslim University students has now pleaded guilty four years after the killings. Craig Hicks pleaded guilty the three counts of murder today in a Durham courtroom that was filled with dozens of the victims' family and friends. He also pleaded guilty to one count of shooting into an occupied dwelling. Police said that Hicks claimed the confrontation was sparked by competition for parking spaces at the condominium complex where they all lived. The families of 23-year-old University of North Carolina dental student Dira Bakrat, his 21-year-old wife Yasur Abu Shala, and her 19-year-old sister Razan Abu Sala, said that they believed Hicks acted with anti-Muslim hatred. They also said Hicks objected to the headscarves the woman wore in observance of their faith. We'll be back with more national news in just one minute. WKRB News Time is now 1247. When I grow up, I want to be a new pair of blue jeans. When I grow up, I want to be a kid's first computer. I want to be a, on a I want to day. Be football I want to be a bike that races around the country. I want to be a bench on a forest trail. When I grow up, I don't want to be a piece of garbage. And if you recycle me, I won't be. Give your garbage another life. Recycle. Learn how at IWantToBeRecycled.org. Brought to you by Keep America Beautiful and the Ad Council. If you're a single man under the age of 35, you'd probably like to know what the ladies are looking for on an online dating site. A guy who had a few drinks and later got pulled over for buzz driving. See, that could cost you around $10,000 in fines, legal fees, and increased insurance rates. And doesn't a guy who's back living with his parents but calls them my roommates just scream Mr. Right? Buzzed, busted, and broke. Because buzz driving is drunk driving. A message from the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. WKRB News Time is now 1248. The Defense Department is now rolling out some big changes to how it responds when the children of service members sexually assault each other. And the rollout so far has been uneven. Tens of thousands of military kids live and go to school on U.S. bases worldwide. An Associated Press investigation last year showed broad failures to help sex assault victims or to hold accountable the kids that they accuse. Congress responded by requiring reforms to nearly every aspect of how juvenile sex assault cases are handled. A Pentagon-wide policy, though, is not yet ready, so the Army published its own, which mandates both a criminal investigation and victim assistance. Meanwhile, the Pentagon-run school system published guidelines that try to extend to its 70,000 students' protections, public school students that they get under federal law. In other news this afternoon, back in Washington, there's a government watchdog that now says that nursing facilities have failed to report thousands of serious cases of potential neglect and abuse of Medicare beneficiaries to authorities, even though reporting is required. Auditors with the Health and Human Services Inspector General's office drilled down on episodes serious enough that the patient was taken straight from a nursing facility to a hospital emergency room. Investigators scoured Medicare billing records, estimating in 2016, About 6,600 red flag episodes reflected potential neglect or abuse that wasn't reported to state nursing home inspectors as required. That's about 18% of the total cases investigators reviewed. The inspector general is calling for a new focus on protecting frail patients. Medicare says it's already doing that and agrees that training must be improved for nursing home staff and inspectors. 
WKRB News Time is now 1251. Comedian John Stewart yesterday had scathing criticism for Congress for failing to ensure that a victim's compensation fund set up after the 9-11 attacks never runs out of money. Stewart, a longtime advocate for 9-11 responders, angrily called out lawmakers for failing to attend yesterday's hearing on a bill that would ensure the fund can pay benefits for the next 70 years. Pointing to rows of empty seats at a House Judiciary Committee hearing room, Stewart said, quote, sick and dying first responders and their families came to Washington for the hearing only to face a nearly deserted dais. He called the lack of attendance an embarrassment to the country and a stain on the institution of Congress. Lawmakers said that they support the bill and were monitoring the hearing amid other congressional business. And finally this afternoon, Democratic presidential candidate Beto O'Rourke has now unveiled a plan to protect LGBTQ rights on the morning that he led a pride run through a New York City park. The former Texas congressman promises to use executive orders to overturn the Trump administration's transgender troop ban and reverse the practice of discharging HIV-positive service members. O'Rourke wants to work with Congress to pass the Equality Act, which he says would ensure LGBTQ people can, quote, fully participate in public life without discrimination in employment, housing, public spaces, and services. The plan released today includes a universal health care system that would guarantee LGBTQ people access to hormone and other gender-affirming treatments. O'Rourke also pledges to make it easier for LGBTQ refugees seeking U.S. asylum. He announced his 2020 campaign back in March. We'll be back with the celebrity birthdays for today when the update with Brandon Julian for a Wednesday afternoon returns in just 60 seconds. Man, do I love card night. You ready, boys? You got a king? Go, fish that. Oh, come on. <laughs> this is WWE superstar Titus O'Neil. It only takes a moment to make a moment. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Allison is perfect. I mean, she'd never tell you that. She's humble and perfect. She likes everyone. She even likes her untidy roommate's weird guinea pig. Allison, wait, are you texting and driving? Allison, no, that's the exact opposite of what I was just saying about you. Why, Allison, why? Texting and driving makes good people look bad. Visit StopTextStopRex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. From New York City, doing business in the same location since 1904, this is the update with Brandon Julian on 90.3 WKRB. This is the update, and it is time to talk about our celebrity birthdays. Songwriter Richard M. Sherman is 91 years old. Jazz musician Chick Corea is 78, and so is sportscaster Marv Albert. Also, so is singer Roy Harper. Pop singer Len Barry is 77. Actor Roger Aaron Brown is 70. Actress Sonia Manzano is 69. Rock musician Bun E. Carlos from Cheap Trick is 68. Country singer and musician Junior Brown is 67. Singer and songwriter Rocky Burnett is 66. Actor Timothy Buzzfield is 62. Singer Meredith Brooks is 61, and so is actress Jen Lee Harrison. Rock musician John Linnell from They Might Be Giants is 60. Actor John Enos is 57. So is rapper Grandmaster D from Houdini. So is actor Paul Schulze, and so is actor Eamon Walker. Actress Paula Marshall is 55. Actress Frances O'Connor is 52. 
Rock musician Barty Martin is 50. Actor Rick Hoffman is 49. Actor and comedian Finnessy Mitchell is 47. Actor Mel Rodriguez is 46. Actor Jason Mewes is 45. Actor Michael Maloney is 44. Blues musician Kenny Wayne Shepherd is 42. Actor Timothy Simmons is 41. Actor Will Horneff is 40, and so is the singer Robin. Rock singer and musician John Gorley from Portugal and The Man is 38. Actor Dave Franco is 34, and so is country singer Chris Young. Actor Luke Youngblood is 33, and actor Ryan Mulgrini is 27. Those are the celebrity birthdays for this June the 12th. Did you miss a live edition of The Update? Be sure to check out The Update podcast. Get local national news, sports, an honorable mention, and more in 15 minutes or less. Search for The Update with Brandon Julian on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Also, check out The Extra Update after each show on Facebook Live and IGTV for a headline check and another look at the exclusive WKRB forecast. Welcome back to the update, everyone. You're at 90.3 WKRB, also streaming online, WKRB.org. Just enough time left for your honorable mention. Father's Day, as we all know, is this Sunday. And if you're looking for a good gift, maybe you should cut the dad in your life a little bit of a break. There's a new study that shows that over half of all dads say that they are being told they're parenting wrong. The Mott Poll conducted at the University of Michigan surveyed 713 men of children up through age 13, asking them to answer questions about how criticism impacts their parenting choices. Overall, 52% reported that they receive 52% reported receiving negative feedback about their parenting style, while 90% felt that they were actually doing a good job. Of those polled, 44% say it's the mother criticizing them. Another 24% of dads say it comes from grandparents. Uh, the University of Michigan study indicates that one in five men are less motivated to remain involved with parenting duties, parenting duties once they received sharp, harsh criticism. Now, this survey didn't take into account the structure of a family, and answers may depend if they're a single parent or part of a blended or traditional family. One of the more positive results, though, is that more than half of fathers indicated that they are receptive to parenting feedback, and as a result, they often seek out additional resources to improve their parenting. And that can lead to a happy Father's Day for all across America. WKRB News Time is now 12.59. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Final check of the rail conditions if you're heading out to the subway, your 456L NQR W trains on the Staten Island Railway. They have midday planned work. For more in-depth information, you can check your customer information center at your local subway station under weekday work. You can check mta.info or you can download the MyMTA app. Other than that, all the other subways that do not have planned work on them are running on a close to schedule. Alternate side parking and meter rules there in effect today, and garbage and recycling is on schedule. Final look at our forecast. We should have mostly sunny skies this afternoon. Highs around 75. Tonight, rain likely heading toward daybreak. Mostly cloudy lows around 60. Any rain that falls will be between a tenth and a quarter of an inch. Tomorrow for your Thursday, rain before noon. Then another chance of showers and thunderstorms in the afternoon with some patchy fog. Highs around 70, rain between a half and three quarters of an inch. And then on Friday, we clear things out again, mostly sunny, highs around 72. Currently outside right now, 74 degrees, partly sunny, humidity 38%, winds of the east-northeast at 7 miles per hour. 74 degrees, we are going up to around 75 this afternoon. Our thought for today is from George Eliot, an English novelist born in 1819 and died in 1880. Our thought for today is, adventure is not outside man, it is within. 
I'm going to let you guys ponder on that. As we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite, that's the way it is. Wednesday, June the 12th, 2019. That is the update on this Wednesday. I'm Brandon Julian. We appreciate you joining us. Hoping your news is good news. For all of us here at WKRP, thanks for joining us. Get out there and enjoy this afternoon before, of course, things change and you'll need to schlep off around the umbrella for the duration of Thursday. Thanks for joining us. And, of course, as always, thanks for having us in for news.